Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello to whoever might hear this now, later, or whenever. This is Dr. Simon, and I have a show that I've been doing since 2007 on an increasingly intermittent basis, episodic, every once in a while, called The Stories We Live By. And today's story is motivated by things I have said before that uh, uh, were about things frightening me in our society. Uh, And uh, since Donald Trump may very well be um, the nominee for the Republican Party, may very well be, he will be, and since uh, Hillary Clinton or uh, might be beaten or Bernie Sanders might be beaten by Donald Trump and he becomes the leader of the free world and the president of the United States, um, and my terror of this and my fears for myself, my children, and my grandchildren uh, keep me up at night, I thought it would be good to revisit this topic Now, it's not Donald Trump per se I even want to talk about specifically. Uh, It's the person who is like Donald Trump. And why millions of people in the United States uh, are are, uh, so willing to make him their leader. And, uh, of course, then the leader of the rest of us. Why is this happening? And there are a number of themes and a number of ways of exploring this. And the first thing I must say is that this is not a new event. It is fairly new in the United States. There have been Donald Trumps before, but they were cast aside well before they had assumed the political power and, and the, the uh, adoration of so many millions, uh, as is in the current case. So uh, the strong man has always been with us. And in many parts of the world, if not most, the strong man is the ruler. And the strong man operates in a variety of ways that are very different than what operates in a democracy. So for a strong man to take over the politics in the United States... And this is what I believe is potentially happening, or could happen, may very well happen, means that the United States, as a democracy, as a country uh, that leads or has led in science, in in the arts, in the uh, uh, development and exploration of universal free education is coming to an end. And as Winston Churchill said, democracy is no way for people to lead themselves. It's just the best. And for all of its failures, I believe that, I've said this many times before, a democracy in which debate and discourse dominate politics and facts matter is far superior to a very uh, a limited style of story in which people call each other names, pummel each other morally, in which facts don't matter, in which uh, name-calling 
is the basis for electing a leader. Because once the strong man takes over, and Donald Trump, as a strong man and a potential strong man to lead this country, they are all the same in terms of being thin-skinned and not accepting criticism. And that here he only calls names, tells people they're weak, that they're losers. Uh, although now he's attacking judges who might rule against him in a court of law. Therefore, ignoring the rule of law of the Constitution, that the political stays independent of the judiciary. Our founding fathers must be flipping in their graves. So I want to talk about this in terms of strong men, in terms of why they have historically been the dominant form of leadership, why facts historically have never mattered, and that the struggle to create education and reason as the dominant mode by which people deal their lives, or one of the dominant modes by which people deal, uh, lead their lives, is beginning to fail in large sections of our beloved country. None of this is new. In fact, the struggle to develop reason came through the age of reason, came through uh, the, age, the Enlightenment, came through the rise of the scientific revolution, which did so much to change the way we go about our lives. And that is, the poorest and the weakest are allowed to look and learn about the world in their individual way and have the right under law to say what it is they saw and why is it that they disagree with prevailing wisdom. Uh, I'm currently reading a book, it's much on my mind, that I adore, uh, by David McCulloch uh, called The Wright Brothers. Uh, I had learned in school that the Wright Brothers uh, developed the first airplane and flew it at Kitty Hawk. But I'm reading now about the extended life of the Wright brothers uh, and how they literally by themselves invented the airplane at a time when most leaders and most individuals believed it was an impossibility for a machine heavier than air to be flown by human beings and allow human beings to fly. And even as the Wright brothers were flying, the leaders of the world were telling their people that it's impossible, it's a lie, it's a hoax, it's a fraud. So that there's nothing new about what we're seeing here, except in this Western country, in this United States, the pushback against reason, against science, to replace it with blind faith, with ideology, and it is the ideologies of the left and the right which deny the facts that would cause the ideologist, if they listened and if they looked, to question their own beliefs and free themselves from the ideologies 
which in individuals who come for therapy is defined as mental illness. The rigidity and the fear to see themselves as they are, as individuals, to see the passions and the hatreds uh, and the irrationalities, and thereby choose a different story to live by, to be able to see themselves not as weak and helpless and stupid and bad, but as capable of education, capable of change, capable of being a person who both lives in the world with other people and remains uh, uh, individual, an individual who is different from all other people. To respect the differences in other people as you would have them respect your differences and at the same time forge a story of ourselves together that allows us to live in a humane way. Because evolution itself didn't forge that kind of a, a uh, life. I was watching some beautiful birds in my backyard. I live on a small man-made lake here in Florida. Uh, you have to have a certain amount of uh, water in every development that's built for the torrential rains uh, to go uh, so that they don't cause constant immediate flooding. And these are uh, done with wastewater, but water that is not drinkable necessarily, but not toxic. And I'm watching all of these beautiful birds. They're a source of great pleasure. And they're all going about their business of killing other living things. They eat lunch until a hawk comes by or an alligator, and they become lunch. This is the evolutionary system that developed us. Although with human beings, the development included more complications because uh, we don't have the capacity to float on water or go underwater. We don't have the claws. We don't have the, the eyesight of eagles. Uh, we don't have the great muscular power of large animals. We discovered that the only way we could live and continue to live and have our lunch was to be with like-minded individuals and form a clan or a tribe. We are innately, through evolution, a tribal animal that has learned to govern some of its impulses, which, as Freud pointed out in the male, are largely about sex and aggression. Or, this may be a family show, but I'll say it anyway, our fantasies and turn on the television and watch a Steven Seagal movie or any of these violent movies. They're about fucking and killing. And that appeals to us. Unless we come to own these impulses, unless we come to own the impulse that we're, it's only us and we don't have to be part of a tribe. But at the same token, the tribe's cohesiveness evolved, and it is evolution, that somebody has to be in control, and that individual or those individuals have to be able to do the planning and create the defenses so that we can go about the business as individuals of satisfying our individual needs and desires.
not too difficult to understand. But because we live with other individuals, because we're capable of love, because loyalty is important, we become friends with a larger circle of individuals than our own immediate families that keep us alive when we're very young. We come to rely on them and we come to see them as individuals such as us, that they too don't want to be eaten and become lunch, that they too have all the fears that enemies can come and do us in and, and, and make us uh, into uh, food or use us for their own individual needs. We see them as human beings and hence it guides our behavior and what we have created are what we call morals. But morals, as I've argued with many who would say so, are not innate in their specificity. Morality itself is innate. We are a moral animal. We are a moral being. But what the morals will be require interpretation. And what has evolved is what we call religion and religious leaders who interpret the morals we are to live by. And there are different sets of morals. There are morals that say we are all human beings. We are all in God's image. We are all the same under the skin. And therefore, we all must have the same rights, the same privileges, and the same freedom. And then there are morals that say anything you do in defense of yourself and others is the right thing to do. And that we our tribe is the superior tribe, and all competing tribes are the enemy, and all competing tribes are not created as equals, and they are not human. And within the tribe, there can be a morality that says we are all human and equal, or those with the power, those with the money, those who rise to the top from whatever skills uh, 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 that allow them to rise, to become admired, are superior to those who live in more humble, more, uh, 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 less sophisticated, less wealthy ways. And those tendencies are always there. And it's always a struggle which story we will live by. The one that emerged from science that says we can all learn and we are all responsible to learn and that we all must be treated the same as equals or the story as George Orwell put it in animal farm, we are all equal but some of us are more equal than others. It's always been there. And the struggle has been, particularly in the United States which is and Western world, England, France, where it has been the most successful at creating an alternative story based upon rigid hierarchies, ideological faith in the superiority of our tribe, we have been the most successful. The Constitution of the United States, the Declaration of Independence, the independent judiciary with which we solve our conflicts when we are at our 
most humane and best as a democracy. These have been experiments in the long history of biological evolution. And they're in danger. And they're in danger for many, many reasons. One is that we're constantly goaded by our inner selves to deny that which we might believe is not our best, that is immoral, uh, uh, that uh, wants to be better than others, that wants to be competitive to the degree that winning becomes everything and the destruction of those who oppose us is of what's paramount importance. We've all been there. I've been there. We're winning a game uh, took all the joy and pleasure out of playing the game. But even the fact that we have such wonderful sports and athletics in Western society in which the winner gets up and goes home, the winner, and the loser gets up and goes home to win another time is a, a social, intellectual evolution that really requires uh, a lot of work to preserve in the face of what evolution demands of us and what psychoanalysis has shown is, is what we deny about our animal nature, about our ability to hate and fear those who might disagree with us or threaten us in any way whatsoever. It's a struggle. It's a struggle that in my moral vocabulary defines maturity. And why I have been in education all of my adult life, I am the product of what was once a free, proud educational system. I went through my college and my PhD without owing any kind of money whatsoever, along with millions and millions of others. That system has been corrupted. That system is endangered. Um, to leave school and, and, and uh, uh, owe $200,000 in debt, that uh, some job uh, that pays $40,000, $50,000 a year uh, pay off is, is beyond understanding. It's unendurable. And people are upset and angry about that. The fact that the world economy has marched ahead making technology something to be worshipped rather than to be used. Right? Uh, I'm watching the, the, to me, I'll do a show on this sometimes because I'm ready to do it, uh, uh, how I hate this social media, this business of uh, who likes you. Nobody who doesn't know you likes you. And to be liked by a couple of people and have close friends, to be liked and loved by your family, is a privilege, a necessity, and the most wonderful thing in the world. But to be loved and liked by millions, and thousands, and billions is not only unrealistic, but it's to put you in a terribly precarious position, particularly with strangers who are struggling with their own identities and struggling where they find themselves 
in the hierarchy of who is the best and who is the worst, who are the winners, and as Donald Trump keeps saying, who are the losers. The resentment, the desire to tear down the winners. And so kids who go on social media will find people who like them and people who will, in their own envy, want to destroy them. And all of this is part of all society, part of history. But we must understand that if we understand the, the, the incredible change in the relationship of men and women that's occurred since the age of enlightenment, since universal education, since the scientific revolution that taught us that anybody can know about anything, if rather than listen and believe authority only, they go and look for themselves and do and experiment their lives for themselves. Can we give that up? Will it be given up? Yes, there are people terrified by the loss of their jobs, the stagnation of their income, some of which has been engineered and manufactured by those who would be our royalty and our kings and our strongmen, and much of which pass them by because they lack the education, the will, and the resources to get themselves involved so that they can deal with a changing economy. We can save ourselves by creating a large educational process in which those who have been pushed out of their jobs because of a flat earth, jobs that went overseas, or jobs that are now been replaced by robotics and, and machines, can find a place for themselves in which they would be better off than they were at the jobs that they could only get because they did repetitive tasks that ultimately they hated and did because they had to survive. To me, that's social progress. To me, that's economic progress. And I always believed that's where we were going. And I don't believe it now. I don't know how far down the road we will go to a dictatorship in which... A strong man, a strong man, screaming epithets, epithets and, and, and uh, unable to deal with any insight as to his own fears and is an ultimate bully, will take us. Rather than recognizing that democracy and self-government and education are the way our country became powerful and made a life for more people uh, uh, that was worth living, that was more comfortable, maybe dangerously comfortable, than in any time in human history. I am not better than anyone. I am not lower than anyone. And neither is anybody listening to me. We are all have our abilities that allow us to adapt in some situations and not others. We all need help, and we are all capable of offering help to those who have to adjust 
to new realities and can with the proper cooperation of members of their community, or of their tribe, but not a tribe that turns on them and says they are losers and that uh, uh, humiliates and ultimately, when they complain, will turn and destroy them. We're at a crossroads, my darlings. We are at a crossroads. I see this on the left in schools, the intolerance in which language that somebody doesn't like is attacked. You can't use this word. You can't use that word. I understand why people don't like political, political correctness. But let's examine what is politically correct. Free speech and free debate necessary. Attacking other people and hurting them. Let that be politically correct that it's not done. Let's have rules that you govern humanity, but not take the words that, that people use to express themselves that are not attacks on others, that are, don't humiliate others, and say you can't use those words. We are having a campaign now that is based on insult, that has no intellectual redeeming qualities. Uh, although I watched Hillary Clinton uh, uh, eviscerate Donald Trump today, I wish he had broadened it to talk about this from a historical and a cultural perspective, but she didn't. But she's rational. She has skills. She has a resume. Is she the best person in the world? I fear all politicians who seek great power. Because the temptation, and Gandhi understood this, the temptation of greatness and power is corrupting. Who was it? Edmund Burke? I think it was Burke. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. If anybody hears this, you can correct me. I may not be Burke. I used to know. I don't know. I'm losing my memory. It's okay. And then his third line, great men are really good men. Or is it great men are never good men? Make America great again. No, let's make America good again. Better than it already is. Because there is so much of what we have in our life, in, in our daily life, that is truly good. Not just material but that most of us do walk around feeling safe. Most of us do express ourselves. Our daughters are now, unfortunately, surpassing our sons in education and development of the necessary skills to be successful economically and socially in 21st century world. I don't think anybody heard this. Lately, a lot of people have been coming to my show. By the way, I tried to do a show at 4 o'clock. Somebody put a message into my phone, a mechanical message, that went on for five minutes and made me miss the start of my own show. I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it and not lose <laughs> the start of the show. So what I did was reschedule to 4.30 when I had originally intended to do it at 4 o'clock. But I have two minutes left. Anybody there? Let me turn on the chat and see what happens. Chatters. 
Okay, I'm launching a chat. Maybe someone will be there that way. Connecting, 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 loading skin, loading language, loading complete. It says, welcome to the stories we live by, by chat room. If anybody's there, wants to write something? Okay. I'm going to end my show. And... I don't think I'll do a show for another month. I'm going to try to be away, visit my family, play some golf with my kids up north. I love Florida, but good to get away from Florida. Well, it's good to get away, if you can, from any place you are, as long as it's by choice. And you know, if you wish, you can come back. Otherwise, it's difficult. Okay. Sayonara. Hasta luego. Goodbye.